morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Next Chapter Podcast. Guys, it has been a long time, but there's been a lot going on. Uh, so welcome to Chapter 6. Uh, we, we still are in, in Season 2 here, and there's a lot going on. Um, it's just me right now. Um, there's no Sue. There's no programmers yet. Um, I'm going to have them step in uh, just a little bit later. I think today's going to kind of be a little bit of a catch-up chapter. Um, I know last chapter was the return, um, and, and we thought we were going to be able to keep doing these you know, bi-weekly like we've been doing, but then we were told we could go into the new building as staff. Um, and so that has really kind of just shape-shifted our entire schedule of what we want to do. And um, it's, it's just been chaos. It's been really busy, like good chaos is, is the best way to say it. Um, there's so many things to set up, uh, so many new um, different, different offerings that we're going to have in the building. And so um, the technology or materials or, or anything that needs to be assembled and set up, uh, that takes a while. Um, as I found myself assembling things for hours yesterday, and it's just, you know, they're, they're great tools that um, all of our patrons are going to be able to use, you guys will be able to use, but uh, some of it takes a really long time to set up. And so that's just kind of the ongoing efforts here um, with the new building, you know, going back and forth to Uptown and um, going to the Annex, which is closing down here uh, very, very soon. Uh, we just sent a press release out about that the other day. So there's a lot going on, but I want to um, bring in Bill, our library director, to talk a little bit more in depth of everything that's going on. This is going to be a little bit different episode today. It's not not going to be all new releases and, um, and, and kind of the way we do it. We will still talk a little bit about building updates, like I said, here with Bill. Um, we're also going to talk about programming. I'm going to do the trivia game with two programmers that are going to come in. And then just a little bit about what else is new in the area. So, Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me back, Blaine. It's really good to be here. Absolutely. Um, like I just mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the transition to this building with all of our staff and just what's going on. Like you mentioned earlier, you kind of want to give our patrons a high-level overview of um, what we're doing currently, what we're going to be doing in the next few months, um, and what patrons can kind of look forward to as we approach um, a grand opening day. Sure. So as of today, June 9th, um, we have staff that have started moving into the new library building. Um, we are preparing for moving the collection out of our warehouse location. We've been referring to it as the annex location where so many of our patrons have been picking up holds. So this coming Monday, um, the movers are coming. Uh, we're going to start moving that collection. The items at that Location will no longer be available temporarily for patrons, um, but of course, all of the items in the entire Metro Library Network will still be available to them to re request holds. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, patrons won't be able to pick up their holds at that location um, moving forward from the, the moving date. If, if patrons have received a notification that they do have a hold waiting at the annex, they're still welcome to go there until the published expiration date on the notification they got for yep. that hold. Yep. So next week is moving of the collection, moving of the equipment and staff out of the annex location. Um, so that will give us a number of weeks to start unpacking boxes and arranging the collections here in the new library building. So th that's where we're at right now. Um, while all of this is going on, the, li the new library building is actually still under construction. So yep. even though staff have been moving in and we're starting to move in the materials and the collections, we still have a number of contractors that are coming in and out. We've got a number of items that still need to completed before our opening. 
So there's a lot of moving parts that are going into the preparations for opening of this new building. Yeah. So once we get all of our materials here and we start to organize those as only us librarians can do, um, there's going to be a period where there is training opportunities for all of our staff. You know, this, this building that we have is approximately double the square footage of our old library building, and we've got a number of new amenities that we didn't have in our previous building. So it's not as easy as just moving the books and putting them on the shelf and opening the front doors. We've got a bunch of new systems and technology and offerings that staff need to be fully trained on before we open to the public. So we're anticipating that's probably going to take us a good deal of the summer to get settled in, get moved, get everything on the shelves, and get fully brought up to speed on all the new systems we need training for. So with that being said, we're, we're probably looking at opening this new building sometime after Labor Day weekend. Right. In the interim, even though we're moving our collection from that annex location and we are preparing in the new building for opening, we still have services at our uptown location. So we still have computer services, we still have holds pick up there, and a small assortment of the, the newest and latest and greatest items in the collection available for patrons to browse. We're planning to keep that location open as long as we possibly can, right up until the last minute until we're ready to open this building. Um, so we're really hoping for a smooth transition with minimal interruption to service to patrons. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening, like I just mentioned before uh, you stepped in here. Um, I think one thing I wanted to touch on as well, and this is just so coincidental or, or it incidentally happens, is some patrons are in the new parking lot of our new building and a few people think it's open or they head to the doors and and 99% of the time um, I'll have that interaction and just say hey we're just a block north but um, I just for people who are listening just want to give like a fair warning uh, if you if you see a lot of construction, if you see big uh, machinery that's here and fencing that encapsulates our entire library at the moment, um, it's it's not open um, and it's not for the public. Um, and I say that very gracefully because we would never want to have an encounter where um, somebody is banned from the library for infringing on um, the property. But at the same time, um, I think it's when you see those types of things, just understand. Um, I again, I've had a few interactions where where people have just said, "Hey, is this open?" or Right. It's a food court. And I'm like, yeah, we, yeah. We, it, it, the, the new library building is still a very active construction zone. Um, there is protective fencing around uh, a portion of the perimeter for the property. Uh, the property um, for the old library is still closed off, of course, um, as well as 11th Street between 6th and 5th Avenues. Um, so if you do pull into a big parking lot and you see lots of machinery and construction going on, Chances are you you drove a little bit too far south. Yep. Um, the temporary uptown location is located on Seventh Avenue, yep. which which can be confusing. I just had a patron today who pulled in and he thought the uh, navigation led him here, and I was like, it's just a block north. You know, right. like we are really close, which is super nice. So, um, yeah, like I mentioned, so many moving parts, lots of things to assemble with all the new technology and offerings that we have in the building. Um, but as you mentioned, sometime after Labor Day, we're really um, anticipating that being our, our opening timeline. Um, I know that's been the hot topic uh, of every single patron wanting and, to know. Um, and, you know, Blaine, that's so true. It's been the, 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 the pressing topic from all of the members of our community. It's been a topic of conversation for library staff. There's so much excitement around the opening of this facility. Um, and I think it's going to be a, a region-wide destination for, for many people in the corridor area. And of course, a, a gem of the Marion community. Yep, absolutely. 
Okay, well, is there anything else you want to tell the patrons or, or let them know about as far as our new building goes? Again, another big question I've probably gotten um, through our Facebook Messenger or through the website is meeting spaces and people who have summer programs that are coming up or activities that they want to do with their groups. And unfortunately, with our building as it is right now and with our space up at um, Uptown, uh, our 1064 7th Ave location, we don't have meeting space to offer. Right. Currently, we don't have meeting space in our temporary location. But once we do open this building to the public, um, we have many new meeting room spaces uh, and study rooms available to the public. Um, those will be reservation-based. We don't have the reservation system online yet, so we're not able to take reservations just yet. Um, of course, we'll announce that to the public when we have that capability. Um, but we've got, I believe, 14 individual study rooms that patrons can reserve and use to, to do quiet reading. They can use those to take interviews or have meetings. What, whatever they want to do in those meeting meeting rooms, that's, you know, the, the world is, is, is their oyster. Um, we've got a community space, a community room. We've got a, an executive board meeting room for patrons to use. Um, so lots of different meeting spaces that uh, the public will have available to them. I would like to tell the public that we are highly anticipating opening to the public. We're very excited. We have lots of new amenities and features that I think the public are going to really, really enjoy. Yep. Uh, the staff are all very excited to come back together as one united team after being separated by multiple different locations for a couple years. Yep. So there's a lot of excitement uh, building towards the opening of this, and we are looking forward to seeing everyone on our grand opening day. Um, after Labor Day. Yep. I, like you said, I think it's going to be people coming from afar to see this new building, um, the architecture, everything that's gone into it. Um, and, and then the new spaces, like you said, that we're offering that we just couldn't offer in the old building. I know you weren't in the old building. I was in it for just a week before derecho um, took it. Uh, but yeah, it's just going to be incredible. Uh, even in the space we're in right now, we are in our recording studio yes. uh, taking, you know, this is, I didn't mention that at the beginning, but it was always lugging this equipment to city hall to be able to, to do a podcast, to put this type of stuff together. So now to just step 20 feet away from my office, work on something like this um, is super rewarding. And as much as it, we're working in it, it's not fully complete. There are little things here and there throughout the entire building with a huge checklist that uh, we go through, um, our construction people go through. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot going on. But at the end of the day, um, it's, it's all going to come together at some point. There's going to be a lot to offer. Um, and we're just excited to share the space with all of you. Yeah, you know, and the, the last thing I want to say, Blaine, is you, you asked me your, the question about meeting spaces and spaces available to the public. Above and beyond those study rooms and meeting rooms, there are other amenities. Um, you know, as you've mentioned in your podcast, there's going to be our artisan studio, the maker space. Yep. You, you just mentioned the recording studio. So lots of great new spaces for patrons to interact with and explore. Yep. Very exciting. Lots to look forward to. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time, Bill. I know it's very valuable as there's a million things going on, as we like to joke about all the time. But um, I appreciate you just stepping in here for a little bit, talking at a higher level about everything that's going on so our patrons are aware. Um, and it's not always the same message coming from me every yeah, time. I appreciate so. the, uh, the opportunity to come back and, and speak to you and, and all your listeners. Thanks, Blaine. Yep. Thanks, Bill. Yep. Okay, so those are our building updates. Um, I just brought in two programmers. We're going to talk about um, a little bit about the summer library program, but I wanted to uh, introduce back Laura. She's been on the podcast. A few of you guys really like Laura, whether it's in person or through the podcast. So, Laura, welcome back. Thank you, Blaine. And Becca, you're new to the podcast. Um, I am. How many months at the library now? We're going on five months. Yeah. Five, yeah. almost past the six-month probation. Getting close. Mm -hmm. getting close. Mm -hmm. Counting down. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to keep her. We're not scaring her away uh -huh. yet. 
It's yeah. like you pass six month probation and then you're like, mm, I'm gonna take all the vacation. You yes, know? <laughs> like waiting for that point. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. A day off. Yep. So we're already past the start date of summer library program, but there is a lot going on. We've had a lot on Eventbrite, a lot of things that have already sold out, but there's other programs that are just regular that don't require pre-registration that you guys want to talk about a little bit. Absolutely. I'm mm-hmm. passing the mic to you. All right. Well, first things first. With the summer comes the cyber summer library program which we're super excited every year. We um, host it on Beanstack, and it's a really great way to track not only your reading, but your families, your daycares, preschool, any group that you're close with. You can all track your reading, which is super simple, just a button push on your phone or on a website. It also has a way for you to submit reader reviews, which is a great way to let other people know what books you loved, hated. It's perfectly okay to go on there and blast a book that you're sorry you spent your breach read on. And it's also a great way to promote something that you wish you could shout from the rooftops. And it also has fun activities to do, not just library-based. It also has some of the city events on there as well as the park ones and has some fun links for virtual field trips as well. So it's a great way to still interact with the library even though we're not quite ready to open the doors yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So awesome. That's great. Um, you'd also mentioned that there are just some like regular things. So like children's story time is a regular event that happens on Wednesdays. Yep. 10 o'clock. Right. 10 yep. o'clock. And children's story time is at Leninger Park. Leninger Park. Yep. yep. And it's, it's actually r- not too far away. Not at all. It's right off at Albernet Road right yep. going across the bridge. And it's an absolutely beautiful park. It has a place for the kiddos to run and get some energy out. It has yep. a nice playground. And there's some good parking, so it's a not a bad park for us to call our own for the summer. Yep. Yeah, so that's one that seems to get pretty good attendance. I mean, having it weekly, just like mm-hmm. that repetition is like, oh, I might miss this week, but I can come the next week. And Well, and as anybody who's a caregiver for little kids knows that anything that gives you even half an hour out of the house and gives the kids a chance to run around, get some energy, socialize, it's a great way to get out and yep. just enjoy the summer. Yep. You've also got the following day. Is that at Linegar too? The no, park that dates? one park playdates. It rotates around the That's city. That's right. That's the one that does because I think it's at uh, today. It G- was Gill Park. Gil so we park got to today. enjoy the splash pad and nice. the playground out there. It was great. That's awesome. That's also where we have our story walk. So if anybody wants to go on a bear hunt, Ooh. jump out to Gill Park and read the story walk as you enjoy nature. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Becca, I see you got the calendar up of just other things that are going on. So what are some other events that you want to highlight? I know the two we just talked about, Park Playdates and Children's Storytime, are geared towards children. It's kind of that like age two to six, but it can fluctuate a little bit. But what else do we got going on? So as you mentioned, on Wednesdays, we have Storytime. Thursdays, we have the Park Playdates. Those are both start at 10 o'clock each week. We also, on Tuesdays, have Kid Activity Days um, for the kids. That one is registration only and so um, most of those are sold out Um, but we can also highlight the teens have their craft days activity Mm -hmm. days those happen on Mondays and Thursdays they have some pretty neat events that are happening most of those are not registration so if you see it or interested show on up for that one Um, and we also have some adult ones this summer So we have our regular um, Another Round book club that happens on the third Tuesday of the month. And then we have an adult game night that's going to be coming up this month, June 29th, happening at Lau Park. So that's pretty exciting. And it's our inaugural adult game day. We've got a ton of new games for the adults to try out. So we encourage everybody to come out, open up the boxes, play stuff, learn it. 
share mm-hmm. their favorites because that one's going to be an awesome time. Yeah, so excited to try that one and all the different games. Yes. So Awesome. I know with the teen events, most of them are from about that like 1 to 3 o'clock time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like for children, it's usually around like 10 in the morning. For teens, about 1 in the afternoon. Um, and I know there's a few events that fluctuate mm-hmm. that are like night, that our Color Adventure Station that's sold out and is coming up yes. later. That's like 5.30 to 7.30. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot going on. I know we just kind of like quickly went over a, a handful of events, but if you look at our website, you go to our summer library program page. Um, mm-hmm. It's got um, a bunch of uh, categories for children's, teens, and adults. You can categorize there. It'll take you to our landing page of where all those events are. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah we tried to get the kids before lunchtime and nap, the yeah. teens after they wake up at noon, and the adults <laughs> after they get off of work. So I think I need to start going to the children ones so I can take a nap after because <laughs> I've been really tired lately. And if you take the nap early enough, you can wake up at noon and go to the teen events. There you too. go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So no, and we've already had some programs, like I mentioned, this the summer library program has already started and we've had really good turnout. I think between like COVID over the past few years of mm-hmm. us trying to plan a summer library program as well as like now finally somewhat being back to normal. I think most of us are comfortable, but numbers have really been great. Yeah. Um, every event that I've gone to or promotion that we've done has been really cool to see attendance numbers that way. And I know you've got some really cool stats on um, Beanstack. I don't know if you remember them off yeah. the top of your head. So but our very first um, park story time, we had 80 plus. Mm-hmm. The very first park play date, we had 110 plus. Yeah. And then the very first week of Beanstack, we had at least 375 people signed up. Crazy. So this is a great way to start the summer. It's a great way to stay active, get outside, get some fresh air, you know, get out of those four walls that we've all been trapped in for the last two years and really just kind of learn to be alive in Marion again. And it's a great way to do it, especially as we're getting ready to open the doors. Yep. Yep. That's perfect. Um, a few things that we've been doing as well, just on social media is, uh, when we've had weather that has come up and unfortunately postponed or canceled events. Um, that's probably your best way of finding out is just follow our social media accounts. Um, usually we're making that call, especially for children's events by eight, eight 30 in the morning. Um, we just had rain the other day. And so unfortunately we had to cancel, but, um, for all of these events, um, whether they're pre-registration or not, just make sure you're always kind of paying attention to our social media. Um, all of our events are listed on our website. Like I said, they're listed on our Facebook events. Again, we have our own Eventbrite kind of landing page, so you can see everything that requires. Um, I think there's still a f- handful of events where there's registration slots open. Yes. So, um, and there's uh, just yesterday we added the all uh, a few more um, registration spots for the All Ages Rock program um, at Waldo's Rock Park. So <laughs> if you got a child and you want to head out there and, and listen to some story, I think you're the one yeah, reading. Yeah, I'll be right? bringing out my rocks. So yeah, you get to see all of my. Uh, shiny collectible pretty stones that I've got all around my house and then you'll get to paint some and take them home pretty cool so we have a handful of spots available for that so as again we always talk about these things and then boom boom they just snatch up right away so we are the victims of our own success here and trust that when we get our feet under us and we can actually start doing some more in-house stuff these numbers will be open a little further so that we don't have to worry quite so much about mm-hmm. busting down the doors with all these crowds. Right. Yep. That's what I was just going to say. You know, this is very much a testing year for us, too. Like, you guys have, you're very routined in what you do here in setting up a summer library program. But at the same time, with COVID, the way it was, not knowing exactly, you know, you kind of just ballpark numbers and you guys did your research and it's like, I think this many people will show up. And I think we've had a really great response to be like, wow, we definitely could probably have more. But I think it's also from a staffing perspective, from budget, from all those things, it makes sense kind of where we've landed. So I know a few people are like, oh, my gosh, I didn't get to register. But 
That's why we put stuff out super early in yeah. May or mid-May, just so you guys can get it on your calendar, you know, right as school's about to end. There's just a lot that's going on, so. Well, and then when in doubt, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Like, you never know. Sometimes we do increase the numbers on a registration. Right. Sometimes we have people cancel at the last minute. Sometimes it is okay to do a walk-up and see what we got. When in doubt, don't be afraid to ask questions. We're a library. We're used to it. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So cool. Anything else you guys want to touch on for summer library program? If you do join us outside, make sure you bring your sunscreen. Sunscreen and maybe a little like bug soother too. Yes, I, I know absolutely. like the bugs, the gnats, mosquitoes, <laughs> whatever, they're out. Bug soother is my best friend for sure. So. That first week of outdoor story time, I may have had a few bugs. Yes. It's, it's protein. Yeah. <laughs> Protein. yeah, I was thinking the bites versus eating them, but okay. <laughs> when your mouth is wide open telling a story, uh -huh. it's just, it's inevitable. Yep. 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 If Miss Lara makes a funny face, it might have been the bug. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, Lara, you've been through this next part. Becca, you haven't, but it is our renowned trivia game. Oh, yeah. I don't have the headphones on Lara or Becca today, so they can't hear the sound. Only I can, but... It's going. This is this is Uh oh, Becca's nervous. No, yeah. don't be worried. No, it's good. You got Laura in the house, so you're like <laughs> All right, kind of. I'm okay. I'll just sit back and watch. Yeah, you're, you're covered for Chime sure. Chime in. Chime in. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I again sometimes do library trivia, sometimes do random stuff. Today is very random. All right. Um, you know, I wanted to. We're technically still in season two. This is chapter six, but it's been a little bit of a break. And I laughed at the beginning when I started this episode or this chapter because. Um, the last chapter, chapter five, was called The Return. <laughs> and then we went silent for like a month, two months. Um, the Return Take Two. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> but I think there's been something going on in the background oh, like gosh. the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, just that mm -hmm. last you know month maybe. It's yeah. a little cray-cray. Yeah, just like packing up and moving. Two and years. Maybe that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Last two years have been crazy. So this is definitely random. I do have a little bit of fun facts under each Um but it's anything from geography to just, it's just random trivia. So Ooh, we're just right. going to, we're going to see how you guys do. Um, again, I know you can't hear the sounds, Becca, but let's see if I remember where these are at. I believe if you get it wrong, yes, this, this is your wah, 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 wah. If you get it right, we call them James T and Sparkles. That's what they are. Beautiful. And I believe you guys will do great today. I think we have like five, five questions, something like that. And they're weird. So That's three out of five. Yep. Like the weird ones. Yeah. So the first question is, the unicorn is the national animal of which country? Scotland. Wow. Okay, now you're playing to our strengths, because you probably knew that Becca had spent some time in Scotland. I didn't know that. Oh. I just lived there for a year. Dang. Got home again for September. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. Unicorns everywhere over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It says the unicorn really is the official national animal of Scotland. And our love for this famous mythological creature dates back many centuries. Unicorns have featured in many cultures going as far back as the classical age, including the ancient Babylonians and the Indus civilization. And we start to see them now in pop culture with the Lego movie because now we got Unikitty. There you go. Ooh, I didn't know that one. Oh, yeah, I didn't Kitty either. with the unicorn horn. Wow. I was thinking of all the old sparkly, I think it was Frank, Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. <laughs> unicorns everywhere. All right, we might be millennials. I'm sorry. Okay. I think when I hear um, unicorn, I think of Come to Candy Mountain or a Char Charlie. 
Yeah. Oh no, I can't even challenge. I haven't seen that one in a while. That's wow. like the classic YouTube, like when YouTube first came out, you know? So. Oh yeah. Viewer discretion advised, but come to Candy Mountain Challenge. No, I'll go look it up now. Yes. You're so generational. Yes. Right? I know. Lisa, Frank, and Charlie. All the, all the kids are like, what are they talking about? So. <laughs> dang, one for one though. I, right. I wouldn't have known that by any means, but this is, you know, you guys, you guys yeah, know your stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. We'll give you like a little range on this one, but how long do elephant pregnancies last? Long, isn't it's it? a long one. I want to say like 18 months. I want to say it's almost like double the length is of a human better? pregnancy. I, um, one of them's really long. I know it's, it's long, but I'm like, is it that long or is it like I'm gonna 15 16 to 18 months. is what I'm okay, going to go with. Okay. Uh, we'll kind of give it to you just because you said 18. But it's actually 18 to 22 Holy months. Even longer, gosh. Yeah. Yep. It's the longest. Um, gestational like gest- period. Yes, yes. Yeah. Elephants have the longest gestation period of mammals. All mammals, these gentle giants pregnancies last uh, for more than a year and a half. So. Gosh. Bless them. Absolutely crazy. Glad it's not us. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being pregnant for a year and a half on the savanna of Africa? I know too many people who say nine months is way too long <laughs> the way it right. is. Like Yeah. I think when I was reading more about it too, it's just like they're like the skin, the toughness of their skin and everything, it takes so long to oh, develop oh. within the womb. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's such a long gestation yeah. period. Well, and the shorter your pregnancy, usually the more able your baby is to get up and, and just run right longer i'm sorry the longer, longer. The gestation. yep mm-hmm. yep so like kittens and stuff when they're born it's like six eight weeks of gestation and they're yeah. you know just little nuggets of love right versus an elephant like drops a calf and they're an hour walking. later it's ready to go well, that's, yeah that's safety reasons yeah. too. survival they have exactly. to be able to get yeah. up and go yeah so. exactly exactly so yeah okay well we'll, we'll still take kittens we're gonna give yes. you that one you said okay. 18 months and again when i read online it was like 18 to 22 so right. if it was nice 16 job, i think that's a little that's short, a little shorter maybe just a little yeah. little elephants coming out wishful <laughs> thinking for the elephant moms exactly <laughs> exactly okay so question three can you tell me which country has the most natural lakes which country in the world has the most natural lakes is that canada Mm, boy, I don't know. I think I'm going to go United States. Your answer? I think it's Canada. D- are we going to agree or are we going to no. like... Mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll let whoever gets close to take the point. I know. Wait, no. I, th- I think you guys... Go- I think I have to force you to agree. Okay. Oh, I'll take Canada then. Although I don't think that there are many lakes. I think it's more inlets. Is it? I don't know. There was recently something I heard and it was about the lakes, which is crazy that this question came up and I'm like, oh gosh. I'll, I'll go with the northern neighbors. I'll secede. You'll go Canada as mm-hmm. well? Canada. You are correct. Hey! Oh, good job. job. Canada good has job. the most natural lakes in the world, followed by Russia, then the USA. About 9% of Canada's surface is covered by lakes. Uh, Great Bear Lake is the largest in Canada. Which I really thought you were going to trick us up with like Antarctica or something like that. Nope. And they're oh, like, technically they have lakes, even though they're frozen. No. Nope. I was like, oh, Blaine's getting tricky. <laughs> I, th- I think we get lucky with our guesses because those top three are like the three biggest countries <laughs> yeah. we were hedging our bets there right yeah. so. <laughs> that's right you guys are impressing me so far these are just like super random trivia facts yeah. and you're just nailing it if you want to win trivia invite a librarian i think so mm-hmm. or invite our programming team <laughs> is, is what the answer is okay we got two questions left you guys are three of three in the state of georgia it is illegal to eat what with a fork so weird not not the food, just the general concept of like why. 
So in, in the state of Georgia, it is illegal to eat what with a fork? Ew, soup. I like that. My my bra- ice cream. I ice cream might be a better one because it's summertime. My brain went to like French fries. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, people do eat yeah. them with a fork, sure. but uh, it feels wrong sometimes unless you have like lots of bacon and cheese. Yeah, and unless it's messy. Maybe Fridays. Oh, it's Fridays. Fridays, Fridays. We could eat with a fork. So we green on soup is what you're saying? Super ice cream, or do you have a better guess, Becca? Sounds like you said super ice cream, and I'm like, that sounds super good. Ice <laughs> super duper ice cream. Yeah. We'll take yours since we went with mine last sure. time. So soup it is. Soup is incorrect. <laughs> I think I would associate this with like southern um, full, uh, soul food, that kind of stuff. What do you think of Ooh. when you think of soul food? Oh boy. You want me to read the statistic? I want to say or? fried chicken or watermelon or. Because again, this is regional because I'm also like. Right, thinking, I've never been to Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> is this like. Okay, I'll read the stat okay, to you okay. and we'll okay. let you know. Don't bother trying to keep your fingers clean if you're devouring fried chicken in Georgia. Oh, yeah. Nice, you got there after the yeah. clue, yeah. According to a Gainesville proclamation passed in 1961 designed to promote Gainesville as a poultry center, it's illegal to eat fried chicken with a fork. I wonder I, if that's why KFC uses sporks. <laughs> you know, they might. I, I saw another one that was really weird. Like, that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're a visitor like or a tourist in Georgia and you go eat fried chicken with a fork, nobody's going to be like, you're going to jail. Right. <laughs> because I saw something else that said in Florida, if you're on a public beach, it's illegal to sing. I was oh, like, shoot, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. I'd be in big like, trouble. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, how do you, you can't stop that. Like, there are some really fantastic library books that are about ridiculous laws. And there's some really goofy ones like about eating chewing gum on Sundays and oh. you, you can't wear knickerbockers in Indiana and, you know, like yeah. really crazy laws. And some of them are still in the books, which is hilarious. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just like wait for someone to call the cops <laughs> for doing that or something. If you're singing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? And honestly, if I'm going to jail for eating fried chicken, at least I went doing something I love. That's true. Like that's true. That's really <laughs> you get in jail and inmates are like fried chicken. You're what like, are you in yeah. here for? Chicken. Chicken. Damn. Yeah. There's a whole roll of yeah. people there. Preach. Maybe yeah. tourists or something too. <laughs> okay, so we're three of four. Three of four. Three of four. Okay. That was a tough one. That's yeah. that's that was hard, an to, hard to gauge. So. Good to know. Okay, final question. You may know this one. What is it called when a bottle of champagne is opened with a sword? Well, I know the sword's usually called a saber. But I don't know, like, what the actual procedure would be called. I don't know either. Hmm. I've never tried it. Is this like a French word or something? As it feels well, very. And it, it's funny because they offer classes on how to do this now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can learn how to open bottles with with sabers and swords. New and library program coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to be free registration for that yeah. one. <laughs> bring your, bring your own sword and <laughs> champagne. Yeah, <laughs> champagne not provided. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't even have a guess. No. Uh, uh, saber shot. You know, I'm gonna give it to you because what? you're you're close. Like you said the word saber, and it's saberine. Oh. It's just the plural of saber. A plural. Saberine. Plural. All right. Nice. Um, <laughs> the champagne saber is a ceremonial sword slash saber used for saberage. If that's how they say it, okay. I don't know. The art of opening a champagne bottle with a saber. Uh, and I'm going to probably butcher this, but it says the tradition started in the late 1700s by Napoleon and the Hussars. 
Hussars? Hussars? I don't know. I'm not a historian. One of his peeps. One of the peeps. Mm -hmm. So sabering is the... Very cool. Bill's going to have to practice that for the grand opening, right? Oh, we should have him up here on the patio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just launch it towards I'm just City picturing, Square Park. Like, people do this at weddings, not with the saber, but like where they pop and it ends up going terribly wrong. Yeah. So throwing a sword in the mix just yeah. sounds... And what is the contact information for the city attorney? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Might have to have him on speed dial. <laughs> I did not saber. I was told uh, during my wedding pictures I had to spray champagne everywhere for a picture. And it did turn out really cool. It's like a cool gift, really cool pictures. But they did not hand me a sword to do that. Aww. I just popped the cork out and called now, it a day. Knowing how intelligent we are but not necessarily coordinated sounds like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I librarian's great at trivia. Sabering, maybe maybe not as much. Mm -hmm. We'll practice. We'll, we'll <laughs> get it down. So, does anyone around here teach classes for Please sabers reach out or to us at info at marionpubliclibrary.org. Right. Right. We'd love to have a program <laughs> for this. <laughs> right on. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Always love um, hearing all the programs that are coming up, um, as well as getting those promoted out to the public. Um, and then trivia is always just a, a good laugh for all us. All right. So. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, everyone. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Alrighty. Well, it's just me now back at the podcast. I just wanted to talk about... Um, a little bit of kind of like what's new uh, in our library, like I mentioned, and, and Bill talked about, and we talked about with the programmers. We're in the new building, so there's a lot of exciting things happening. I know, I think in the last chapter, I had mentioned that we were hiring two VISTA summer associates, and we have hired those people. They're already here. They're working with our programming team, and that is Tia and Amelia. We wanted to uh, say thank you to them for, for joining our team and helping us this summer. Again, their roles are... They're serving the Marion community. They're increasing our outreach, our programming um, over these really busy summer months. They're helping increase our presence in the community um, with different events that we're hosting. And they're also trying to reach children that are not usually able to attend library programs. So it's always great to have that help. Um, and so we just wanted to say thanks to Tia and Amelia. They'll be with us all summer. So if you see them out at a program or helping um, our full-time staff or programming staff, make sure to stop by and say hi. I think they were one of their first days or, or one of the first events they were at were our Pride Month buttons that we were doing at our Uptown location. And that's one thing I also wanted to just touch on real quick. I know we did uh, a brief overview of all the programs or some of the programs that are going on this summer, but it is not just happening at Uptown. It's not just happening at Lau or Leninger. There are multiple parks that we are at. Um, as Laura mentioned, um, one of the events today was at Gill, the park play dates today. So um, we move around. We're at Talby Park. We're at Gill. I think sometimes Butterfield, Thomas, Lau. Like there's so many different parks that we're at. So just head to our website, check out our events for all of that stuff happening. And one other thing I wanted to touch on was volunteering. I'll continue to mention this chapter over chapter um, towards the end here. But with us being in the new building, with lots of things going on um, and different spaces to learn, um, we have a lot of staff that work here and, and we've hired more people. But like Bill mentioned, we're nearly doubling, if not already doubling the size of our old building. And there's a lot of space that needs to be covered. Um, when it comes to a grand opening, there needs to be a lot of bodies for tours and different things and you know, pouring refreshments or, or whatever it may be. There's, there's so many things to do. Uh, we'll need assistant shelvers and just 
so many categories. So if you head to our website, we have a volunteer uh, form that you can fill out. There's about a list of 10 to 15 different categories you can check off which you're interested in. So if you have time to kind of donate to us, to the library, to, to come in, I don't know why you wouldn't want to volunteer if you have time because who doesn't want to be in a brand new like state-of-the-art facility uh, in Marion? It's just outstanding to be in here. Um, so if you have a little bit of time on your hands and, and you want to volunteer, just head to our website, fill out that form, um, and we'll get in contact with you to hopefully have you in this new building helping us set everything up. And then as, as we open, uh, continue to help us with all of the tasks at hand. So I know this isn't a super long episode. Um, it definitely could have gone longer. We could have talked about a lot more things, but, um, like I, like I keep mentioning, there's a kind of crazy fun chaos happening here. There's a lot of great things going on. Um, but at the same time, I recognize I want to kind of give you guys a little brief update on everything that's happening. Again, I'm so excited. Uh, and, and I know it's not just me. I know Sue and everybody else involved here to have our own space to record our podcast now. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it in the very first chapter of season one, kind, kind of when we did our brief introduction of what this podcast was going to cover, but I do want to start filming this at some point. Um, it's always great to be able to put um, a face to the voice that you hear behind the microphone or, or when you're listening in your car or through your, your earbuds at home or on your headphones. Um, it's just nice to have that, and I think it's just another way for us to market ourselves. Um, and so I do want to start filming these at some point, get them on our YouTube channel, and, and give you guys different ways to listen to uh, our podcast. I also think Spotify started kind of a beta feature where you can upload your podcast, and it is a video. There's a few people out there who are like top-tier podcasters who are um, under like Spotify contract, and they are able to do that. So I don't know when something like that would happen, but that would be also be cool to have a video of our podcast um, every time we upload on Spotify versus in two different locations like YouTube and Spotify. So there's things that are happening in, in the background, and um, I'm excited to just continue to do this, offer it to you guys. I always love uh, running into people um, in the public uh, or in the library and just saying, hey, you, you're on the podcast, right? Like, I listen to your podcast. Um, we were at the City Showcase not too long ago and had a handful of people come up just saying, yeah, we're regular listeners and, and we love this. So um, that always warms my heart to know that... <laughs> there's people out there who want to listen to me <laughs> time after time, but, um, I do really enjoy it. Um, this is just a great way to market. We have so much fun with this. And again, just so excited to be in a space. I don't got to lug stuff in my car and go to city hall. Like I mentioned earlier, we're just, I'm 20 steps away from my desk and it makes it so much easier. So again, just want to say thank you to all of you that listen to the next chapter here. Uh, we really enjoy what we do. We are absolutely ecstatic to share our new library space with you. I know it seems like uh, potentially after Labor Day is a long way away, but it'll go really fast. The summer always does. Um, kids will be back in school and we'll get this building opened. And I know you guys are going to love it. There's so many new things um, to offer, so many different spaces, uh, new tools, new technology, different materials, things that we've never, ever had before that we get to offer to you guys. So um, I'm hyping it up as much as I can because it's worth it. It really is. So Thank you guys so much for everything you do for us, and um, we will see you in Chapter 7. Have a great day.